Magic and Medicine, a monthly podcast where we explore the realms of magic, medicine, and the liminal space in between. I am your host, Sarah Rain, and thank you for joining me where the magic happens. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Magic and Medicine. I am so happy and delighted to be with you here. Happy September, happy harvest season, happy Virgo season, happy almost fall. There are a lot of big shifts happening this month, um, and I hope that you are ready. (laughs) Just kidding, that sounded a little ominous. Um, I hope that you are thriving to the best of your ability in whatever way you can with whatever your life is throwing at you right now. And I guess that is an evergreen blessing, not just for this month, but it is what is on my mind. So happy September. This is the magic of the month episode within the magic and medicine podcast. If this is your first time listening, we do these each month. Um, They involve talking about the energetic themes of the month, a collective tarot reading, and as well as an astro forecast with our cosmic correspondent, Mackenzie McCormick. So we've got a lot packed in for you um, in this episode today. So let's get started. Um, So the theme of this episode is clearing the fields, the magic of September. So we'll be talking a lot about, you know, the transition from summer to fall. We'll be talking about, you know, the processes of clearing and sorting and harvesting, which of course harvesting involves sorting, separating the wheat from the chaff, that kind of thing. Um, And, you know, all of that is very supported in Virgo season, which most of the month will be in Virgo season, the sun will be in Virgo. Um, So we'll talk all about that both, yeah, in the themes, in the tarot reading, and then um, Mackenzie's uh, Keeping Up with the Cosmos at the end um, is also kind of very resonant with all of this. Even though we record separately, there are themes that, you know, that overlap between us, which I find really cool. So just to let you know what to expect, um, in just a moment, I'm going to give some updates for what's going on this month, um, invitations to work with me in September, both online and in Portland, as well as current events, uh, as well as something really cool that Mackenzie is offering as well. After that, I will talk about our theme, clearing the fields, um, and then I'll give you a a sorting practice, <laughs> a discernment practice for Virgo season that I also shared on the podcast episode last September in 2021. Um, And several people told me that it was really helpful for them. So I, you know, I just wanted to offer that again this season for you. Even if you did it last year or you didn't, um, it's always good to to revisit. 
After that, we'll have a super quick break for our sponsor. We'll get into our collective tarot reading, and the episode will finish with Keeping Up with the Cosmos, which is Mackenzie's astrological forecast for the month of September. So like I said, lots of juicy stuff in here. All right, so real quick, um, all of the upcoming events uh, that I have in Portland. I am doing, uh, Kat and I are doing a Reiki sound bath on September 10th. There is a Reiki share for practitioners on September 18th. And then not in September, but on October 8th and 9th, I am offering my next round of Reiki level one trainings. Um, I offer these two or three times a year. So I'm, I'm thinking that probably the next time I'll offer it will be in the spring. Um, so if you've been curious about learning Reiki, um, if you're feeling a call, you know, to support yourself with healing, to explore energy work, you know, there's many, many reasons why you might want to learn Reiki. Um, I will be offering that on October 8th and 9th. Um, there's currently early bird pricing that goes on till September 9th. Um, so you're welcome to check out the website that has all those details. And of course, as always, I'm available by email for any questions about that. Um, as far as my one-on-one -on -one clients, I have a new appointment schedule. I'll be uh, seeing clients on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. All right, so that's all in Portland. Um, the only thing that's happening online, which is, of course, the biggest thing, <laughs> uh, Magic Makers Coven is currently open for enrollment. Um, if you don't know what that is, it is the online membership group uh, and coven that I facilitate. Um, it runs in six-month cycles, so the next uh, session of Magic Makers Coven will run from the fall equinox on September 22nd until the spring equinox on March 20th. Um, I'm really excited for this session. It's already a really, really good group um, that's that's in there and there is more space if you are curious. Um, we meet online each month for new moon ceremonies. We meet um, around the first quarter moon for goal setting sessions. We usually do one extra event like divination night or craft night or we did this really silly uh, Leo season talent show and tell in August that was actually really fun where everyone like either played a song or shared their art or something like that um, yeah and it's just a really really supportive community for witches creatives entrepreneurs artists weirdos you know and people who are like spiritually curious like kind of curious about spirituality and healing and magic and not really sure where to start um, it's a really open and inclusive space for that so uh, if you're at all curious, again, all the info is on the website. Um, sign up closes on September 9th, unless I extend it, which I'm going to see. But as of now, the plan is to close it on September 9th. Uh, group access starts on September 22nd, and our opening ceremony is on September 25th. Um, so again, like big stuff, you know, this is the only time to get into Magic Makers until spring. Um, and, you know, as far as like, if you don't live in Portland, uh, this is definitely the best, you know, most affordable, <laughs> accessible way to work with me. Um, I don't often offer one-off uh, workshops online. Like sometimes I'll do longer courses, like I'll be doing my boundaries course again this fall. Um, and I'll be doing a tarot course in the spring, but I don't really offer like one-off, you know, accessibly community-priced workshops. So this is basically my <laughs> community-priced offering that's available. And of course, like, you know, you don't have to like, yeah, you don't have to like give all your time to it. It's 100% a thing where you can like dip in and dip out and just kind of like receive the medicine um, that you need from it and to kind of meet you where you're at in your life. 
So that is Magic Maker's Coven, and you can find out about that on the website. And then last update is for our dear cosmic correspondent, Mackenzie McCormick. So I'm personally really excited about this offering. I'm definitely going to be going um, because it just sounds so juicy and amazing. Um, but I will let you know what it is. So Mackenzie recently announced the Pleasure Path, which is a sensual, which are sensual dance classes inspired by Venus as she moves through all 12 signs during the next 10 months. These classes will be held over Zoom and always on a Monday night, which is Venus night. You can sign up for individual Venus sign classes as they become available, or sign up for the package of all 12 for the entire journey of juicy movement exploration. More information and registration is available on her website, astrochoreo.com. Um, yes, so it's going to start after Venus moves into Virgo, and the first class is on Monday evening, September 12th. So... Mackenzie's really, she's really amazing. She's really talented in many ways and brilliant. And, uh, you know, one of her gifts is being a choreographer, being a dancer, a dance teacher, and not just like, you know, a traditional dance teacher, but a sensual, sensuous one and one who flows with the planetary movements. And that is all very much, you know, infused into her practice. So it's definitely a really unique practice. So Again, I just, yeah, I recommend it. And if you're, you know, you can either sign up for the whole series or you can just take one class and see how it feels. But yeah, I'm really excited about it. All right. So moving on. Uh, yeah. So let's get into the theme of clearing the fields, clearing the fields. So this is like <laughs> speaking on multiple levels here. Um, we've got some double entendres. So clearing the fields is about obviously like the this harvest time. So like clearing, you know, the fields, like meaning <laughs> harvesting the crops that are, you know, that are spent, um, processing them, you know, preserving them for the future or enjoying them. Um, as well as like clearing your energetic fields, like clearing what you are carrying. Um, so that is, you know, the invitation this month. Um, and as I mentioned, it feels like, you know, September is this big like transition and this gateway and this portal. Um, we are moving out of that intensity of summer. Um, you know, we're, we're traveling, you know, through our journey with the sun and Virgo, with Virgo season, we are doing this process of refinement and discernment and harvesting and processing and taking stock and taking inventory and making plans for the fall. It's that back to school feeling, y'all. Like, no matter how long we've been out of school, like, this is it. It's still here for us. Um, so that's a pretty, like, intensive journey. Um, and then after that, yeah, we transition into Libra season and everything kind of changes. And that, that transition into Libra season is also on the fall equinox, which is, you know, the time of equal light and dark and marks the official start of fall, you know, depending on who uh, <laughs> whose calendar you're paying attention to. There's many different, you know, calendars out there. Um, but in my calendar, 
uh, fall equinox is the start of fall. Labor season is the start of fall. Um, so we are, you know, we're journeying towards that and we're in this like, you know, this mutable Virgo energy, this changeable Virgo energy. So like we are being invited to like adapt and change and be flexible and like change our minds uh, at times, you know, <laughs> not always. Virgos don't always change their minds, but um, we're being adapt, uh, invited to flow into that medicine of adaptation and and kind of like yeah meeting meeting the moment where it's at so when I was thinking about this theme um and of course the theme is kind of like something that you know when I when I sit down to prepare for these episodes I will kind of sit in front of my altar and meditate and bring through like whatever medicine you know is there to come through um through my intuitive channel so that's where this comes from and when I was kind of considering it I was like thinking about you know the pentacles suit and the tarot and I was thinking about like I was like is it eight of pentacles no is it nine of pentacles no no it's ten of pentacles like that journey you know from the eight to the ten of the pentacles where you're like like you know hot like waiting for harvest like you know like finishing touches like you know putting your the last of your efforts into you know your harvest, uh, you know, ending on a strong note, right? And also being patient. Um, Nine of Pentacles, you're like in your pleasure garden, like everything's blooming, like everything's great and wonderful. And then Ten of Pentacles, it's like, wow, okay, now there's just too much here. Like now my field is crowded, you know, not everything can get enough attention. Not everything is even still like alive that it needs to be in the field and like competing with the other crops, you know. So it's that clearing the fields is like that point of of culmination and the tens and the tarot are always you know endings and with endings like ha- going hand in hand with the endings with the tens is always this opportunity for rebirth it's like the end of one cycle but it's not the end it's it's an invitation to begin again but in order to begin again you need to do some clearing you need to do some work you need to like be intentional about that yeah so when we're thinking about clearing the fields we are thinking about you know, the, the, the finite nature of, of energy and resources, um, meaning that like everything, you know, everything has a life cycle, like whether that's, you know, a literal plant, whether that's a, a, a project, whether that's like, you know, an idea or like an emotion, <laughs> um, like everything has an arc, right? A life cycle, a time of like culmination, a time of like bursting to fullness, and nothing can be perpetually blooming. Like the earth, you know, moves through these seasons where at times like the land is dormant, at times it is cold, at times it is it is a time to prepare and like rebuild, you know, nutrients in your roots um, in order to have enough energy and have enough, you know, sustainable energy to be able to like, you know, burst through the soil in the spring and to like have this whole life of like growing and growing your leaves and like blooming and like doing this whole thing it takes a lot of energy it's not just like yeah it can't just (laughs) always be happening um so you know applying that same logic to whatever you have going on with you um and the trick is to like let those you know spent blooms those those blooms that are that are done um let them go with grace and like not trying to squeeze life out of them that they don't have like not and also like you know if you were if you were the plant if you were the rose bush like you wouldn't want your 
you know, life force energy, like going towards something that's already dead, that's already past its prime, that's already spent and withering and brown on the vine, right? Or on the branch or whatever. So like what you have to do in that case is to do that pruning work, do that clearing work, do that, you know, discernment of like what is no longer here and what is no longer viable really like that's that's the question um and so you know this is also about like recouping and reclaiming and inventorying all of your energy so as to get stock of it because sometimes when we have like you know our hands in a lot of baskets as it were (laughs) um we can feel scattered we can feel all over the place we can feel like we don't really know like dis- we're disoriented, like we don't know what's going on and we like don't have access to all of our energy. So by doing this like discernment practice, this inventorying, we can we can not only kind of like call our energy back to ourselves in a way, we can also like feel, you know, feel whole. We can maybe feel complete. We can maybe feel like connected to all parts of ourselves, which in turn helps us to feel more present, which in turn helps us to feel more grounded, which in turn like can help us to feel more safe. Uh, in our bodies, in our emotions, right? So this, (laughs) depending on how you usually operate, like, you know, it might feel overwhelming to hold the fullness of you. It might feel overwhelming to like hold, you know, all of your energy and to be present with yourself if that's not something that like you're used to. If you're used to just kind of like living in like a half dream world, like running around, like, just worrying about the future, worrying about the past, worrying about this and that, like, you know, it might feel overwhelming to bring all of that energy back to you and to sit with it. So like if, you know, if in thinking about this theme and working with this yourself, you, you know, you feel something like that, just like be with it, like breathe into it, be with it. And yeah, just like experience the medicine of it. Of course, you can always like, you know, I find writing is a really good tool to move through emotions, to process sensations, or you can like name the sensations for yourself, or you can, you know, do some somatics and dance um, to help like move that energy of overwhelm, um, if that's something that comes up for you. So yeah, as I mentioned earlier, like, you know, everything having a life cycle and like things going into the ground for the winter, like, again, like letting your inner fields rest like you might not feel like maybe in the summer you're like super outgoing and you're like love to go to parties and stuff like that and you're like a social butterfly and then when the winter comes like you don't feel that same energy you don't feel that same motivation maybe you want to cocoon and you want to be cozy in bed you know with a book or with your fireplace or with a hot cocoa or like whatever you know nesting (laughs) feels like to you um and so just like being okay with that like not only being okay with that but like celebrating that like celebrating your body and your being and its natural cycles and celebrating the fact that like you're able to like perceive that for yourself and that you're able to honor that for yourself um and yeah there's nothing wrong with you like we're not meant to always be on like you know capitalism patriarchy like white supremacy the systems of oppression like want to (laughs) exploit us and stress us out basically um and we don't have to play that game and like we it might not be possible to escape from that game externally yet um unless you like go start a commune and stuff which you know that is a path um but (laughs) um it is possible to 
release the internalized pressure, the internalized perfectionism, the internalized expectation to always be on, that is something you have control over in yourself. And not saying that that's easy to let those voices go because they have shaped you from a very young age, but it is possible to come into dialogue with them and get curious about them and then possibly release them, possibly move through them, possibly, you know, give yourself permission to to change and not be on all the time. Um, some other, yeah, some other, you know, invitations for this month, um, for this transition time, like, yeah, shifting focus, like on what you're putting your energy towards, reassessing your, you know, your practices, your spiritual practices, um, and making sure that they are supporting you and in alignment. And if you don't have, you know, daily spiritual or self-care, practices this is a really good time to start um Virgo season is a great time to start that kind of thing um definitely clearing your energy field so I'd say this is a really big part of the invitation for this month um so this is like your emotional energy fields your energetic energy fields like your aura your spiritual energy your body your mind like all the parts of you like finding ways to you know either yeah either like you know kind of ritually release things on your own or to go you know to a healer or someone to hold space for you to help you to help you with that releasing because it's okay to, to to receive support on this as well um supportive practices for this time um cord cutting uh ceremonies or cord cutting practices um cleaning and clearing your house especially energetically clearing your house releasing rituals especially like through the mid after the midpoint of the month like after the full moon in Pisces on September 10th when we have the waning moon that's a really good time to do some of this releasing work um and reassessing your time and priorities which I um I'm going to talk about in a second and so yeah this is like basically we are reassessing we are clearing what is unnecessary what is taking up space within us that we aren't here for we're calling our energy back to ourselves we are clearing our energy bodies we're clearing our houses we are like you know, resetting. We're resetting and grounding down for fall. So that is that is the invitation of clearing the fields, and that is the invitation of this month. Um, and this is also a really good. Not only is this a supportive practice for Virgo season, but we also have a Mercury retrograde. Da, 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 da. Uh, no, just kidding. Don't be scared. Uh, we have a Mercury retrograde coming up on September 9th. Um, so of course, you know, Mercury retrograde is like oh no, things are going to be messy. Things are going to go wrong. I'm going to miss my train and stuff. Like, yes, you probably are going to miss your train, (laughs) you know, or you can know that you're going to miss your train and you can get there an hour early because you know that some shit's about to go down. So, you know, there are ways to work consciously with Mercury retrograde, you know, not only in terms of logistics like that, but also that like this kind of practice of like sorting, reassessing, reviewing, like anything that starts with RE, um is good to do during this time so this practice of reassessing your priorities and inventorying your energy is great to do during mercury retrograde so that's a way that you can work intentionally with this energy as well all right so that is what i have to say about our theme and of course you're welcome to like explore that more on your own to do some journaling or some tarot pulls around what that means for you So next I'm going to get into this Virgo season sorting practice for reassessing your priorities. Um, As I mentioned, I shared this last year on the podcast. I'm going to share it again. Um, It is quite like (laughs) 
intensive. Um, so if you want to revisit this, maybe mark, um, you know, what the timestamp is right now in the podcast and just like kind of bookmark that in your mind because you might need to come back here. Um, and if you'd like to see a written version of this, um, I'll be sharing that for my patrons over on my Patreon. Um, you can, you know, support the show and receive bonus stuff content uh, for as little as $5 a month. So if you enjoy this show and the medicine I have to share, you're welcome to go over there. Otherwise, you're welcome just to listen here. And as I said, like timestamp right now, because <laughs> I'm going to start. Okay. So the Virgo season sorting practice. Um, so step one, uh, find a quiet space and time where you will not be disturbed. Turn your phone off or in airplane mode, have a notebook or several sheets of paper and a pen and spend some time getting into a clear intuitive state. This could involve meditation, breath work, stretching and or listening to relaxing music. So get into a chill place where you won't be disturbed. Step two, on your first piece of paper, write down all of the commitments, projects, or ideas that you can think of that are on your plate or in your sphere this fall. This can include everything from your employment, family commitments, side hustles, creative projects, and things that are just a whisper of an idea. Get it all out there, every last bit, no matter the importance or category. Step three, take a moment to recenter yourself if needed, like if that was overwhelming for you. Look at the list again and highlight or mark all of the things that bring you the most joy, excitement, and passionate feeling. So we're going to highlight everything on this list that like when we look at it, it like sparks joy, like the Marie Kondo method, like does it spark joy? Um, so we highlight everything that sparks joy on this list. And then you take those things that you've highlighted and you write them on a separate piece of paper called things I'm excited about. So we've moved on to our second piece of paper. Okay, step number four, look at the list again, the original list. On the original list, underline all things that you absolutely have to do and are happy with, you're content with, like it's fine. You have to do them, but it's fine. So, you know, these, uh, yeah, so things that are the solid building blocks and the foundation of your life and that don't need to change. Uh, write these on a separate piece of paper called my foundation. So we're getting another piece of paper. We're underlining all the things that we have to do that are foundations that are fine, that don't need to change. And we're putting them on another piece of paper. Okay. Step five, look at the original list again. Circle all of the things that are your current commitments that you either need for material or social survival, but that you are not actually excited about. They do not spark joy. These are things that you want to change. So you circle all the things on the original list that you want to change, and you write them on a separate piece of paper called things to shift. So things to shift. Um, step, I believe this is step six. <laughs> um, look at the list again, the original list. See if there's anything that hasn't yet been categorized and that you absolutely do not want to be doing or spending your energy on. Star these items um, and put them on a separate sheet entitled things to release. So again, we are starring everything on the original list that hasn't been categorized already and that we really don't want to do that we want to release. We make a new sheet called things to release. Okay, um, next step. If there's anything left in the original list, you can see if they fit into an existing category, or if you'd like, you can make an additional category. 
Okay, so now you look at all of your pages. So the pages you should have are from that you've taken uh, from this original list are called things I'm excited about, my foundation, things to shift, and things to release. So these are all separate pages. And so looking at all this, think about the actual amount of life force required for each one of your pursuits. Think about the time, energy, and resources that you have available at the current moment. Be compassionate, realistic, and go easy on yourself. Remember, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. All right, so we're looking at that. We're, we're tracking our emotions about everything, the sensations that come up, our intuition about these things that we've written down. Okay, and then on your excitement list, the things you're excited about, circle the top three to five things, three to five, that you would like to prioritize this fall. Write this new list on a separate paper or note, uh, a, like paper or post-it note, um, that you can put near your work area. Concentrate your energy on working on these things before you spend time on the others. So figure out what your focus is. And again, this is from the things that you're excited about, and this is going to be your focus. Um, and then, you know, looking at everything else, like see if there's anything else that can be moved to the things to shift or things to release list. Um, from each of these lists, make an action plan. So from the things to shift list, things, wow, that is a tongue twister, things to shift list, <laughs> um, and the things to release list, um, make an action plan for how and when and yeah how and when to actually quit or release or step away from certain things um, and either immediate adjustments or long-term strategies to shift some of the other items on that list post this action plan near your desk or incorporate it into your existing to-do list to create some much needed space in your life check back in with your priority list at the top of each month and see how it's resonating or if you'd like to adjust it release, rinse, and repeat as needed. Um, yeah, so as I mentioned, this is an intensive <laughs> practice. Um, it'll probably take you some time, um, but hopefully, you know, and like I said, some people have reported back to me that this has been supportive for them. So hopefully it will help you gain some clarity and not feel like you're just like running around like a chicken with its head cut off, right? We don't want to be feeling like that. Capitalism wants us to be feeling like that. We don't want to be feeling like that. So you know, we are reassessing, we are calling back our energy, we're making sure that like we know what the fuck we're doing and making sure that like our expectations of ourselves and like what we're committing ourselves to aren't like literally beyond our human capacity to do. So again, you can, you know, rewind and re-listen to that or if you'd like to see the written instructions, you can check that out over on my Patreon. All right. So uh, we're going to take a super, super quick break for our sponsor. And when we return, we will have our collective tarot reading for the month of September, followed by Keeping Up with the Cosmos, the astrological forecast for September with our cosmic correspondent, Mackenzie McCormick. Stay tuned. All right. So let's get into our collective tarot reading for the month of September. Um, if this is your first time listening, this is a collective reading. It is, you know, an invitation um, uh, for medicine for everyone. You're always welcome to take whatever works and to leave the rest. So, all right, we got a pretty juicy reading today. Um, and we have four cards, four questions. We're working with the Vision Quest tarot deck, um, which has 
Native American and indigenous uh, people's imagery on it. Um, Okay, so our first question, our first card is the energy invitation of the month for September. And we got Medicine Man, which is um, the equivalent to the magician in the traditional Rider Waite Smith uh, imagery. So Medicine Man. So the image on this card is, you know, a traditional Native American medicine man. He has like a pouch of medicine. There's a deer with antlers. He's in a kind of forest with evergreen trees. He's holding up a smoking pipe. Um, And there's also like a, looks like a hawk flying over him. Really beautiful um, kind of like blue and yellow and purple sky behind him. So this archetype of the medicine man or the archetype of the magician um, is... Yeah, it's a really potent one. It's, it's you know, kind of the first card in the tarot. That, you know, the real first card in the tarot is the Fool, which is number zero. Um, and then the Magician is number one. So it's kind of the first, yeah, first one that we're counting. Um, so it's really potent energy. It's about, like, it's about your magic. It's about your, like, pure essence and your 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 personal medicine that you bring through to this world um so as far as like the energy invitation for the month of august uh, rather the month of september like this is literally about magic this is about like the magical capacity that is already within you like your inherent gifts your inherent magic um it's about like personal clarity and clarity of purpose so understanding you know everyone is probably not like (laughs) fully awake to their magic yet or their medicine yet like their sole purpose of what they have to offer the world um if you are or if you feel like you are you know have been becoming aware to that um then that is honestly fucking wonderful and like keep following that thread um if you don't feel like if you hear me talking about that and you're like sarah i have like literally no idea what you're talking about um (laughs) this is a good time to feel into that right um and yeah like I i guess where this is coming from for me is like i do feel that each and every one of us like has a soul you know purpose here coming through being incarnated here as a human on this planet in this time I believe that each of us has our own unique medicine our own unique magic our own you know gifts and passions Um, and I feel like all of that can support us in offering whatever we have to offer to the world like to the collective for the for the good of the collective for the good of humanity Um, so I believe that each of us has access inherently like is inherently born with gift or gifts um like that that can be brought through for the bettering of the collective so yeah so you know we're we're thinking this month with this card with this energy invitation we're we're you know coming back to our purpose we're we're getting clarity on our purpose we are working on being like a clear channel for energy for our soul's mission for whatever wants to come through um, the magician also like works with all four elements. Um, so you can definitely, you know, do some elemental work, some elemental practices, meaning like, you know, earth, air, water, and fire. Um, if, you know, depending on which elements you work with, (laughs) those are the ones I work with. Um, the magician is also ruled by, 
the planet Mercury. Um, so, which is great because we have a lot of like Mercury action going on this month um, with the Mercury retrograde and some other things happening as well. So, and Mercury, I believe, yeah, Virgo is also ruled by Mercury. So like there's a lot of Merc, Merc energy this month. Um, and that's good because like the Mercury, like whether it's going direct or retrograde, like um, and just like being in the general energy right now can help us to navigate, can help us to move, can help us to like communicate with ourselves, can help us to communicate with divine, with all parts of us, with the outside world. So like there's a lot of, uh, yeah, navigation um, that Mercury can help us with. So the fact that we pulled the magician, you know, for this very Mercury time um, is definitely um synchronistic and definitely you know is here for a reason um so thinking about that um you know definitely an invitation if you've been feeling like a little downtrodden a little like hopeless a little lost um definitely an invitation to you know restore your faith uh your faith in the universe your faith in your path as well as like just your faith in yourself and like your capacity to succeed your capacity to feel fulfilled and like access all of the like pleasure and abundance that the world you know that exists in the world that is here if we can open to it you know in certain ways of course not bringing in the the concept of intersectional privilege which is definitely a thing um that is a thing so we're gonna we're gonna be aware of that and we're gonna be aware as I've, I've mentioned before in this podcast that like in addition to that being real to oppression being real um so is the fact that our energy dictates our environment um and I'm, I won't get into it too much but just just think about that so you know yeah again like if you can shift your perspective if you can do the work of like uncovering and unlearning like what is in your shadow that is like preventing you from believing yourself that is believing in yourself that is preventing you from receiving and like channeling and showing up for your soul purpose like perhaps then you can shift your perspective to I have faith in myself this is gonna work you know I am learning I am making mistakes and my intentions are pure and it is my you know right to like yeah to to express my soul in the way that like I need to and I want to and like share my magic in the way that feels like my true calling so yeah so you can also yeah use your intentions to change your world right um yeah and then I guess the last thing that I'll say about the you know magician about the medicine man so again like the overall theme is like you know coming into alignment um channeling your magic having faith in yourself like rekindling the spark if that's been lost um and then you know the last thing I'll say is just like following the signs from the universe like again we're talking about mercury energy we're talking about communication we're talking about motion and traveling between the realms of like magic and like the 3d human world so you know paying attention to the signs and the ways that the universe is communicating with you whether that be spirit whether that be the planets whether that be your spirit allies or your ancestors like whoever is talking to you there's someone out there someone some energies that are like supporting you watching you like you know having your back you know trying to reach out so just like being open to what those those signs and those messages are 
All right. So our next card, our next question is, uh, what can support us in clearing our fields? Uh, what can support us in clearing our fields? And what we got is the Four of Fire, um, which in this deck is labeled Completion. And it's coming up in reverse for us. Um, so the imagery that we see on this card is actually like four um, like smudge bundles, um, sage bundles, kind of like pointing towards the center on this like uh, prayer rug. Uh, and there's, you know, they're pointing from four directions and there's smoke wafting up from four directions. Um, and again, this is for a fire completion. So I think this is really perfect for us in, you know, this concept of clearing the fields because the medicine of four of fire or four of wands is really like the temporary nature of things. Like in the Rider Waite Smith, this card is, you know, like a, a four-sided <laughs> marriage, uh, you know, altar or like container to hold the ceremony. Um, and, you know, that is temporary. Like fire, fire is temporary. Fire, you know, is transformative. Um, and fire, you know, requires, it, it can't just stay, you know, stable like earth, like it requires, you know, fuel to keep going. It is constantly like alchemizing and changing. It is literally never static. It is literally always in motion. So it just, you know, follows by the nature of that element, the energetics of that element that like, you know, it is always going to be temporary. It is going to to always move, like I said, through that like arc of a life cycle, right? So four of fire completion coming up in reverse, like is really supportive medicine to help us remember and understand the temporary nature of things. Like, especially, you know, the, the nature, like we're talking about four, so we can talk about like certain, um, certain containers, right? Containers that, that hold us in some way or hold something in some way. Um, and that, yeah, that like, they don't, they don't stay the same and they're not meant to same because meant to stay the same because we're meant to outgrow our containers. We're meant to change. We're meant to have new needs for new containers, right? Like this is, this is the nature of, uh, of being a human who's evolving and who's growing. So this card helps us, you know, and again, we're asking about what can support us in clearing our fields. Like I've, you know, explained what that all is about at the beginning of the episode. Um, and the four of fire is like, yeah, this was always meant to happen. Like you were always meant to clear your fields. Like they were never permanent in the first place. So like, it's okay to have, you know, it's okay to have grief about change and moving on. It's okay to have nostalgia about the times when the fields were blooming at their fullest. And it's okay to let go because in the letting go, you trust that you will find the next container, the next blooming that is, you know, that is aligned for you at this time. So honoring that process of disassembling that we're doing of discerning of releasing this month being with any feelings of nostalgia or grief like I said or or anything <laughs> like uh you know or even feeling like you don't want the change to happen like again like honoring that moving through that breathing into it moving your body journaling like doing what you need to do um understanding and appreciating that this clearing is making space for something new um, definitely like finding gratitude for what you experienced in that container in whatever you're releasing and trusting, just trusting, trusting, trusting in your path. Um, and then like with this specific card in this deck showing these like smudge bundles, it's definitely a sign to like 
clear your own energy after this like huge shift that's happening or after like any shift that's happening um, or anything intense just like a reminder to like keep up your energetic hygiene and like you know if you're releasing something you might like logistically release it but the energetic signature of the thing might still be with you so like doing what you need to do to take care of your energetic hygiene and to release um, and also you know and additionally an invitation to work specifically with fire and smoke magic in order to do your ceremonial releasing so just an invitation to work with fire all right so third question third card is um, what types of seeds is it most beneficial to plant right now? Um, what types of seeds is it most beneficial to plant right now? And we've got eight of water, um, which in this deck is uh, stagnation in reverse. And the imagery on this card um, is these kind of stack of eight bowls, but they're all kind of broken and chipped. Um, and they're sitting on some rocks in around like some some dirty water <laughs> on the ground. Um, so stagnation. So again, this is coming up in reverse. We're asking what types of seeds is it most beneficial to plant right now? So you can ask yourself like, where are you feeling stuck? Like what can help you feel unstuck or get unstuck? Like what is feeling stagnant and like what can you do to go in there and like stir up and release or or move on or shift um what can help you to to move energy to release what you've been carrying what can help you to move on um and you know the eight of eight of water eight of cups is like a really really um interior card it's like a card of like an interior journey um, emotional and like spiritual journey journey so when it's coming up in reverse for us with this question you know the invitation is to like emerge from our inner turmoil like emerge from however we've been suffering or ruminating um, on the inside and to emerge from that in order to open to the expansiveness of possibility the infinite nature of possibility um so so yeah moving from inward to outward even yeah just like thinking about that and you know it doesn't need to mean moving all the way outward like I did also talk about how fall can be a time for turning inward but it's more of a it's more of a thing of like excavating what you've been kind of like pushing into your shadow by by keeping it in and by like not fully feeling it or like moving through it it's like excavating that so that it can see the light and so that it can be released and that may or may not involve other people it may or may not involve external support maybe it's just like within your own consciousness um and bringing it into the world by writing about it or speaking about it or doing some you know ceremony or some magic about it um definitely being invited to like move out of sameness um to take a risk to make a change to make a shift to evolve um definitely invited to share energy with others um becoming visible no longer hiding um and you know there is also like a a, a kind of energy of like you know that community or the collective experience or that like other people's perspectives can help you to shift and grow so even if you've been having this like interior 
you know, existential crisis or suffering or like whatever, maybe you're going through your Saturn return, I don't know. But um, maybe you've been having something like that. And even just like sharing space with someone else, being in community with someone else, like being witnessed and witnessing someone else can help to hold up a mirror and to help to show you that like you're not alone, like you're not broken, there's nothing wrong with you. Um, This is just being human and everyone experiences being human. So like like that part of kind of coming out of your inner shell can help to support you. Um, And last thing here is like cleansing your waters like cleansing your energy um you know coming to a clean slate and a reset so yeah so the the types of seeds to plant right now are the ones that can help you move on move through this transition you know uh release some internal turmoil and and open to new to new possibility basically all right so our last card and our last question here is how can we show up in authentic service and devotion to the collective? How can we show up in authentic service and devotion to the collective? And we got Son of Earth. Son of Earth, aka Page of Pentacles. Um, in this deck, we see like a younger boy. Um, he is like standing outside in like a beautiful um, prairie. And he has a basket full of harvest. Uh, there's like a squash and a potato and a corn and some other stuff. Um, basically a harvest basket. So again, this is like perfect medicine for Virgo season. Um, our question was, how can we show up in authentic service and devotion to the collective? We got Son of Earth. So, you know, number one thing here is to connect to the Earth. Um, and Virgo is an Earth sign. So it's like truly, you know, a really good time to connect with the Earth. And especially as we're transitioning from summer to fall. So connect with the Earth and, you know, you can receive some of your medicine directly from her. You can receive some of your like missives, like some of your spiritual missions directly from the earth as well or you can just receive like presence and grounding right um like embodiment um feeling feeling yourself feeling your body like these are all you know the earth is i mean god what what can i even say about the earth like she you know she is our home she gives us all life um she is deeply healing and deeply medicinal she is alive and aware you know and we are not separate from her right um there are deep 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 like spiritual energetics um involved with the earth in like you know every single indigenous culture um and that like we might be removed from in like our current society but like that the medicine is still there the significance the spirituality the energy the healing like it's all still there so like you know I I hope that you know that already I hope that I'm not like the first person to tell you that um but and even if I am that's okay like sincerely that's okay uh or even if you know this but like maybe you just need to hear it again so back to the earth right um showing up with integrity which means like being honest and like being in alignment with yourself with your boundaries with your truth with yeah with your honesty with your integrity um 
bringing your you know specific medicine through to the 3d so when we were talking about the medicine man or the magician we talked about like finding your soul purpose like believing in it like working with the energetics right and like and here in the son of earth we're talking about like okay we have this idea we know what it is now like how do we do it how do we bring it through like how does this become real and tangible here in the 3d um definitely you know thinking about like how you can support and help people feel safe in their bodies here in the 3D world. Like we're talking about earth medicine, we're talking about bodies, right? So how can you support people, help them feel safe and grounded? Um, definitely because we have the sun of earth here, it's definitely a signal like that to keep listening and keep learning along the path. Like I feel that all of us <laughs> learn for our entire lives, right? And that's okay. Like I, I think there's so much medicine and like having the humility to like be able to be an eternal student, to know that there's no way that you know everything or even know enough, right? Like that there's always more to learn, more to involve like ways to root down like further and further into integrity, into service, into devotion, into honesty, right? Um, so keep listening and learning. Um, be okay with pivoting, with shifting, with evolving in order to continually come deeper and deeper into alignment with yourself and your mission. It's going to involve shifting and changing. Um, along these lines, like it's definitely okay and welcomed to seek, seek like teachers and guidance, to seek someone to like hold the container for you. Um, sometimes they can help, you know, illuminate something that you can't see or even just like give you the encouragement and the confidence like help support your confidence to explore what you're already kind of leaning towards right um tend what you are growing with reverence and faith so like it's not you know even if it's a side hustle right now like your passion is not just a side hustle like your passion is really important uh to your destiny to your soul to the health of the collective like your passion matters um so even if it's not your full-time thing right now even if it will never be like showing up and like giving it the the same kind of reverence um that you would give like you know a prayer in a church like knowing that what you do is important um and what you're doing and how the physical manifestation of that or the you know, real life manifestation of that is is also just as important as the concept and the motivation for it. Um, live as a devotional prayer to the earth. Mm. Live as a devotional prayer to the earth. That is all I'll say about that. Um, be slow and intentional. Check in with yourself and your intuition. Try to divest from the urgency of capitalism, patriarchy, etc. So, Son of Earth is a really slow-moving energy. So, like, giving yourself permission to be slow. And especially when we're doing big work of, like, literally, like, finding our purpose and, like, <laughs> being with our shadow and, like, being vulnerable enough to, like change and like all that stuff like it's it's intense and it, it doesn't need to be super fast unless that feels right for you um and then the last little bit of medicine from this card is just that like you know you are part of a whole you are a little seed on the wind you are a little human in a big world you you know <laughs> you came from the stars you were nourished by you know, the humans who came before you who are nourished by 
the you know abundance of resources and vegetables and food on this earth um and one day you know you will return to the earth and so just like not to be morbid like we're not being morbid we're just like we are a part of a whole like what we are doing like not only do we have a place in the order of things in the cosmic world in like the earth you know in this reality not only do we have a place in it but like we we impact it as well so our actions like have an impact on on everything like a ripple effect so like being aware of your context your place in things um yeah so that is it for our tarot reading for september um i sincerely hope that there was some good medicine in here for you um i hope that you know you continue that you're able to continue to like do this work of shifting and releasing and like grounding deeper and deeper and deeper into your purpose into your integrity into the ways in which you can you know show up for yourself and for the collective um yeah it will be a journey to be sure but I have faith in you I think you can do it and there's no there's no rush you can take this in your own time so that is it for our tarot reading um please please stay tuned for keeping up with the cosmos with our cosmic correspondent Mackenzie McCormick um it's really good this month it's like super super juicy um and last little note remember magic makers coven um, we are getting started this month. This is the last time you'll be able to get in for the next six months. Um, and when you're listening to Mackenzie's segment, um, at the end, she talks about like the juicy, juicy, juiciness of the new moon Libra, which is happening right after all these like other shenanigans that are happening um, kind of between the 22nd and 25th. And then the kind of culmination of that is the new moon in Libra on September 25th. And Mackenzie talks about kind of how potent and powerful Um, that new moon is and that is the day that we are doing the opening ceremony for magic makers coven so i'm like really fucking pumped to work with the energetics of this new moon in libra because it's going to be a powerful one um so you're always welcome to join us and to work with that as well all right take care my loves and my dears um and i'll see you next month Hello, friends and lovers. I'm Mackenzie, and welcome back to Keeping Up with the Cosmos. This is your astrological weather report within the Magic and Medicine podcast. Let's dive into the current affairs of the celestial sky and look ahead to major transits happening next month in September. I'll be focusing on lunations, sign ingresses, and planetary stations and conjunctions. Right now, it's the very end of August, last day of August, at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. It is Mercury Day, Wednesday, and it is also Mercury Hour. Right now, it is Sagittarius Rising, and I'm so excited to dive in to the next month. September is exciting in ways and relaxing but rejuvenating in others. There is a little bit of ongoing tension because the Saturn in Aquarius and Uranus in Taurus square is slowly intensifying, but that's going to be building up more towards October. And that will be very likely a background thing for this month, if not having more poignant times, perhaps when the moon is in a fixed sign. But diving into the transits for September, on September 5th, 
um, or maybe the fourth in your location because it's the middle of the night, Venus moves into Virgo. So we're starting off the month traditionally not with the quote unquote cutest placement because Venus has her traditional fall in Virgo because she is exalted in the opposite of Pisces. Venus loves to be in Pisces. It's this dreamy, juicy, beautiful place. But Venus is moving into Virgo, her fall. And this is not traditionally the cutest, juiciest place. This is a more practical place. I think of the phrase practical pleasure here because this is doing what feels good and also makes sense to you. You have to make sure that you don't get lost in the details and that you don't get lost in the thought of pleasure and that you really do allow yourself to feel it. One thing that I really think of with Venus and Virgo is the ways that we negotiate. People think about Libra as a negotiator, which is true, but Virgo as a negotiator is really picking apart what is no longer valuable to you and what is no longer relevant to you. And in a sense, purifying what you desire by getting rid of things that are unnecessary. And you do this negotiation more often with yourself than with anybody else. Of course, you do it with yourself. You negotiate with others about what works best for you and them when you're in connection together. But you're often more so negotiating with yourself with what you're willing to do, how much you're willing to give. And that requires looking at what the details hold and figuring it out from there. And so we're going to have Venus and Virgo starting on September 5th, moving all the way through the month. A few days later on September 9th, in the evening, Mercury stations retrograde in Libra. So Mercury at this point, at the end of August and the beginning of September, Mercury is in what we call shadow, meaning that Mercury is now passing through the shadow area where it's going to come back and touch when it's in, when it's retrograde, because as of right now, Mercury is only in the first couple degrees of Libra, and it's going to pass over those degrees when it's retrograde. So Mercury stationing retrograde on the ninth, and it will be retrograde all month long for the rest of September. And later on in the month, it will move back into Virgo. And so I'm thinking about this transit, this Mercury moving backwards from earth to air. I'm thinking about this from concrete to and grounded reality, which is so Mercury and Virgo because Mercury and Virgo is so good at what it does it's exalted there but in libra and then about to be moving backwards we're trying to figure out how we connect with people we're trying to figure out how we talk to them about what we want we're getting this kind of rediscovery of the ways that we flirt and the ways that we connect but also the really how we dive into that deliciousness with taking care of things along the way so Mercury rate retrograde will be all month long. And then one month, or excuse me, one day later on September 10th, early in the morning, we have the full moon in Pisces. The moon will be in Pisces, the sun in Virgo. And this lunation is very close to Neptune. So the moon in Pisces will be just a couple degrees away from Neptune. And this is really an opportunity to revisit the way that you feel about Neptune and the way that it is affecting your chart right now. 
personally, it's on one of my angles and it's been extremely loud and wherever Neptune is in your chart right now, along with all of the outers, honestly, Uranus and Taurus and Pluto and Capricorn, these energies have been in the same place for so long that you could easily think this is how it always is. This is, this is the feeling that is perpetually existing here when it's really not. Um, perhaps unless you are an elder and you're experiencing a Uranus return in Taurus, but still, I would imagine that people listening right now are probably not going through a Uranus return. And so this full moon in Pisces is really an invitation to think about and feel into how that experience with Neptune has been for you because the sun in Virgo is going to be looking at things. It's going to be inspecting. It's trying to get down to the details. And although it might be a little hard to wade through the fog because Neptune's whole thing is that it's kind of foggy and that it's, you kind of have to surrender to the vibe. And by doing that and really allowing yourself to surrender into that full moon or really allowing that moment of release, that full peakness to be felt, that full illumination to be looked at, potentially giving yourself more perspective on how your relationship with Neptune has developed since it's been in Pisces doing its dance there for many years now. So let's move on towards a little bit of the end of the month because the middle of the month has very minor aspects going on, but the end of the month has heavy, heavy hitters. So the very end of September is pretty massive because on the 22nd, the sun moves into Libra, which is traditionally the sun's fall. And I'll speak more about that in a second. But then one day later, Mercury and the sun are conjunct in Libra, a Libra Cassini with Mercury. And then immediately a few hours later, Mercury moves into Virgo because Mercury is moving retrograde still at this point and back into Virgo. So let's start back with the sun. The sun moves into Libra on the 22nd in the evening. And traditionally, the sun has its fall in Libra because the sun shines bright, unapologetically, loudly every single day. And in Libra, the sun wants to shine on everybody else. And that's a very beautiful thing because you can really see and feel into the connections around you and how all of the connections around you contribute to being who you are, while also remembering that you are still an individual. And despite all of your connections, you still have your own specific spot in that intertwined web. And so Libra season, I always see as a time to honor your connections and honor your weavings within the web that you exist while also recognizing that you are still you. And this Libra season is pretty cute in my opinion, because at this point, the sun, Mercury is moving backwards, but, and the sun is moving ahead of everything right now. But everything that moves through Libra is going to be getting a trine from Mars and Gemini and a trine from Saturn and Aquarius. And a trine from both malefics can be tricky because they're obviously malefics and they're kind of difficult. But at the same time, a trine is a very supportive aspect and all of this air energy is really productive and fruitful for ideas and inspiration and thoughts. And so with the sun in Libra, potentially those thoughts and inspiration and ideas surround connections and with others. Immediately the next day, like a few hours later, when I'm talking a few hours later, these three transits happen so quick. A couple hours later, 
Mercury meets with the sun in Libra. So we have a Mercury Kazemi while Mercury is retrograde. And so this is right before Mercury is moving back into Virgo. And then quite literally five hours later on the same day on September 23rd, Mercury moves back into Virgo. So this is going to feel probably like a whirlwind. We're going to have some massive changes in sign dignity because the sun has fallen in Libra and Mercury is exalted and in domicile and in Virgo. And so things are going to be shifting pretty rapidly around this time of the month. Anything that you have at the end of Virgo and the beginning of Libra are going to feel some fireworks from there being so much movement here. And that keeps going only two days later on the 25th, there's a new moon in Libra. So when all of that's happening a couple of days for, before that, the moon is moving slowly towards Libra and then boom, it crosses in Virgo and it crosses the end of Virgo over Venus and Mercury to finally reach the sun in Libra. And it's a major new moon. This new moon is honestly so massive, I feel, because we are... Spoiler alert, next month, we're going to have a massive Venus Kazemi in Libra. And so I feel that this new moon in Libra is a kind of month ahead preview to how that juicy sun Venus conjunction in Libra is going to go because this is a sun moon conjunction in Libra. And I'm very excited about it. I think that it can be, or probably will be, I should say, very sensitive and very powerful feeling as well because it is opposing Jupiter. So along with everything that goes through Libra, making a trine to Mars in Gemini and a trine to Saturn in Aquarius, everything that moves through Libra will be opposing Jupiter in the very beginning degrees of Aries. And so this is amplification. This is fire lit under your ideas and spreading like wildfire. And this is a lot of excitement. And despite what I said at the beginning about the Saturn Uranus square kind of looming in the background, there are some massive moments of bursts of inspiration happening in September that have me understandably very excited. And then at the very end of the month on the one of the last days of the month, September 29th, Venus moves into Libra, which as I said, is highlighting, or I would should say leading up to the Venus Cassini that's going to be happening at the very end of October and at the very end of Libra. This is a really nice dignified Venus time. Venus is in domicile. Venus rules Libra. This is a really nice time. And as I said about everything moving through Libra, getting this opposition from Jupiter, you know, Jupiter isn't in domicile or exaltation or anything in Aries, but Jupiter really likes fire signs. And this Venus-Jupiter opposition can be very beneficial to get some things going. People often think that oppositions are not super positive aspects because they are a hard aspect. It's very obvious. It's like staring somebody down from across the room or across perhaps a chessboard, one might say. But oppositions make things happen. And so that along with both of the trines from this beautiful air sign moment happening, we have some pleasure from Venus coming through in her, one of her favorite places of pleasure. And it's productive. You're getting shit done. 
you're talking about your desires, you're making plans about your desires, you're all of this is going to be letting you know next month leading into this massive spotlight on all of your desires with the Venus Cassini. And so this is a, a really juicy moment to allow yourself to embody how you see connection, how you view connection, how you relate to connection and how you feel that relating to and with everything in the world should be and really feeling it. Um, yeah, I'm going to end on a super positive and juicy note. Um, I guess it's not too juicy because next month we do have a little bit of funky stuff coming, but September is like a little mini paradise at moments, I feel. It's not a continual paradise. It's not something that you can really get too comfortable all the time, but there are moments of comfort. There are moments of relief. And I think that's really beautiful. So thank you very much for listening. I will see y'all in the next one next month for October. And I wish you a beautiful time with the stars. Thank you so much for listening to Magic and Medicine. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and sharing with a friend. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, you can join our Patreon for as little as $5 a month or make a one-time donation on our Anchor page. Our patrons truly make the world go round and we are infinitely grateful for them. This podcast and its introduction were created, recorded, edited, and produced by me, Sarah Rain. Thank you for joining me where the magic happens.